Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, boy. I love it, love it. Yeah. I love it, love it. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And man, yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a lot. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, keep tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, he know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot. And who the So listen to Professor, yes sir, and pay attention. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBCU Sports Live with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. The professor's in the building ready for a lecture. Hey, we got a little surprise. I want to see what your thoughts are if we add it. Me mainly, uh, basically what I'm calling office hours. You know, as a professor, you're supposed to be responsible for making sure that you have office hours during your week. So we're thinking about Wednesday, if you would, maybe 4 o'clock Central Time or something like that. We'll have a session where you can call in and talk to the dean and ask the questions of the week that we couldn't necessarily get to. So in between the lectures, we're going to have office hours. We'll look at starting at next week. And you can even call in early and leave a message for a question that you want answered during the lecture hours. We'll bring in different professors into it to answer questions as well based on the time, but I will be the main person in there. The number you can call to leave your question or message, if you would, is 678-459-4236. So this will be the Dean's office hours. Again, that's 678-459-4236. Let me know what your thoughts are on this. And if you think this is something that we should proceed to do, we'll probably do it anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour. Again, it'll be weekly. It may be random, but we'll probably start it off on Wednesdays, looking at next Wednesday at 4 o'clock. You'll also be able to call in directly on the show if you like. Um, and so we'll look at doing that. So let me know your thoughts and make sure that's something that we should consider. Again, that number is 678-459-4236. I'll post it, uh, as you imagine, into the chat as we get it going. But with that being said, we're on episode 201. We had that magic episode on Sunday that reached 200. Kudos to you all for making it happen, allowing us to get there. Kudos to Roy, the production. Uh, extraordinary getting it done in the background uh, in terms of our partnership. We've been doing it longer than that, but we partner with my JBN, my BCSC, and you can download it. And now we're on episode 201. It's hard to imagine that we eclipsed that 200 number. So I'm excited about that and thought I would give some accolades with that. As we move forward, welcome to episode 201 of Inside HBC Sports Lab Radio Show and Podcast, the show that's covering 
the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports for institutions, large and small, from NAIA to the NCAA. We share insights and information on HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics, to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs and the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Camille, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, the professors. We are filming from our home studios and sending a signal live on KCOH 12:30 a.m. studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. My understanding is in the ballpark, so he's moving around, so some other things may be going on, but you know we'll get it done. And Mike Washington is actually on the road, but he found a way to get in the building. You know how we do it. We make it work as we'd like to think we're some of the hardest people in the business. And we're talking about working the hardest in the business as all, as always. Today's episode of Inside HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THC Agency, LLC. THC Agency is the company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. I saw you got a chuckle there, Charles. How you doing? What's going on out there? What's got doing, in good mood? Doing well, Dr. Bill. I tell you what, our lab listeners, they, they're cutting up early. Uh, and we get ready for class. I was just taking a look at uh, uh, Zoe Phillips in there having a blast with some Valley fans and things of that nature. I see Dad Reed out there. Uh, looks like <laughs> he said, "Looks like he's trying to get on him." What is this? Looks look like the Jackson State contingent has showed up today. <laughs> they look excited. Oh, okay. So this is Texas Southern side of things. All right. Well, oh, I appreciate wow. that. I like it. I like it. That's what it's about. We're going to have fun with this. But we do got a nice little quarterback. We got our own freshman quarterback, Texas Southern University, doing things. We're going to see. We got the clash of two young guns. This ought to be fun. So let's bring it. With that, Mike, how you doing on the road out there? No, not not bad. Not bad at all. Nice nice to be uh, up on the road with some fresh, clean, crisp air. As I see uh, Thaddeus Reed talking, uh, talking a little noise on the chat line, talking about Dr. Cavill, we put 60 of them on y'all this Saturday. <laughs> man, man, Zoe, Zoe said Texas, Texas Valley. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, we ain't Valley. We ain't Valley. Valley? Valley? Oh, Lord, we Valley? No, so I, 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 think I, I think I will take a different tone than what they're doing in the chat line. So <laughs> we talking no about it. it's good times. But again, let me know if y'all like the office out. We get to get y'all to have call in and bring some of these points that you're making. And so uh, we'll also play your recorded voice. So drop it, call the number, get it on there. We'll place it in there. Like I said, let's make it happen. With that, let me stick with you, Charles. Uh, what are your thoughts on the day? Yeah, I, um, we'll get to some a little bit of news, and, and hate to start it off this way, but I'm going to start on a bit of a somber note. Is uh, Albany State linebacker uh, was killed by a bus yesterday, and want to mention his name, young man Adonis Butler, uh, sophomore linebacker on the Albany State football team, was killed by a city bus Monday afternoon. The Hampton, uh, Georgia resident, was reportedly on his way to practice when he was hit on the east side of the Albany State campus. So we want to send condolences and prayers to not just uh, that man's uh, family, but uh, to the Albany State community as well. Yeah, it's very sad. When I first heard that, I was just bummed about it. I'm glad that did you mention it. It's such an important prayers, as you said, to all um, those associated with him, his family. Obviously, Albany State 
uh, Golden Rams, that family, the football team, the coaches, um, and the entire SIC and HBCUs that uh, these things really hit home when they seem to be so untimely. So wanted to make sure that we had a pause just to honor him um, in, in this moment. With that being said, uh, go, go back to you, Mike. Um, what's on your mind at this time? Oh man, um, so so much. I, I let me just go back and say that um, you know when you see a young man in the prime of their life lose their life, you know you just take a minute and say, hey, you know life life is too short. So you know my heart my heart and prayer uh, go out to this young man and his family because I saw the tweet as well. And uh, so I just wanted to reiterate that I have kids that are his age and I just can't imagine being a parent. So um, with with that having uh, been said and done and sorry if I digressed a little bit, but that that kind of touched me. Um, no doubt. I appreciate you leaving that thought. It's important. So um, so it looks like we got some uh, I know this is not football, but uh, soccer seating um, have been announced and the SWAC has announced it's two. 2021 soccer tournament seedings. We can't forget those other sports. SWAC regular season co-champion, the Prairie View AM is number one seed, eight and one in the SWAC, while SWAC regular season co-champ is some school called Alabama AM. And they enter the tournament as the number two seed. They're and they're eight and one in the SWAC. So they're decent. They're okay. So Gremlin State claimed the number three seed. At six and two, followed by Alabama State, five, three, and one. Texas Southern is seeded uh, number five seed. And Jackson State, that's that little school in Jackson, is three, three, and three. Uh, and they're seeded number six. So, and then followed, uh, following the trail is Southern and, and UAPB. So, that tournament, women's soccer, kicks off on November 4th and goes through number 5th. So, keep an eye on the, uh, the lady soccer players. This tournament is going to be jam-packed. It's going to be exciting. So we look forward to see what comes out of it. Great points. I'm glad you shared. Shiri's not dead. Make sure we give the women some love. Soccer program. Shout out to Prairie View and Women's and Coach Cravello is uh, yep. from Prairie View and M and Stevenson from Alabama A&M. Shout out to them. Uh, give them some love there. That's very appropriate. Turning back over to you, Charles. What other news, hot and heavy, that you want to make sure to get out there? Yeah, well, I got some. They have with the flyover. I must add from uh, fam, you for their homecoming. <laughs> That's beautiful photography. I like that. Yeah, I wasn't even that one. <laughs> this stuff. That was I, good and you stuff. know what, Doctor Bill? Let me welcome back one of our lab listeners, Kate Johnson. Welcome back into the lab. Uh, always uh, listens are religiously week in, week out. Welcome back. I see you back in the in the chat. So definitely want to send a shout out to Kate. Uh, Shout out, Kay. Good to have yeah. you back. What's yes, going man. on, Kay? Good to have you back. Other news out there, of course, if you have not heard by now, uh, but Alabama State, they have uh, moved on from Coach Donald Hill Ely. Uh, he was relieved of his duties as head football coach, uh, and this happened uh, a couple of days ago, so on November 1st. I'm sorry, yesterday. Uh, but uh, Alabama State fell to 3-4 and four on Saturday in its fourth consecutive loss to their rival Alabama A&M in the Magic City Classic. Uh, Alabama State was 20 and 21 under Coach uh, Hill Lilly, who took over as interim head coach after Brian Jenkins was fired during the 2017 season. So uh, definitely, uh, you know, uh, 
the winds of change are happening within the Southwestern Athletic Conference early. Yes, Alabama uh, State is known to kind of pull that trigger through the season. They they have high demand for their program. Uh, Dr. He Hill Ely. So the thing is, he definitely has the ability to move over to, to the academic side. So that's a good thing. Uh, but hate to see that for him. Obviously, understand for the program in terms of it means and their expectation in a lot of ways. Boy, you talking about the young guns on the VP of Ooh. Athletics and their side, uh, Dr. Jason Cables, Dr. Jason Cables, having to make that call. Boy, I tell you, these guys are serious. The swag, I don't know if this is part of the new swag trend where, you know, it, it gets tough out there. As they say uh, on Facebook, roughing the swag. You better believe Some it. Some other things yeah. in terms of family that's roughing the swag in terms of their homecoming uh, little uh, video that's going around. I was like, wow. Fam, you does it differently. I will say that much. Yeah, that they, yeah, they're all right. They're all right. Way to go, fam. Get your yeah, great. Great hey, job, fam. You thirty-one. Yeah, I was talking a little bit more about the sideline episode that took place that they were distracting. Yeah, yeah, yeah I caught that. That was they, not they, right. That's they, a flag. <laughs> we need to have a flag on the play. Oh yeah, like that, 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 that flag on the right. play. That's truly bragging. Different. I like. That. No, no. That's- <laughs> No, that's the that's the definition of illegal motion. <laughs> oh man, y'all bad. Y'all some bad folks. Y'all some bad. Shoes change too. That is talking about changing shoes. Oh, yeah. Stop it. Man, let me get out of here for this nope. heat that's going on. Let me go to you, Mike. What other news that you got? Yeah, no, Nuenzo talking no talking about this watch your language is is the Jackson State. No, it's the purview AM. So I just <laughs> It starts early. It starts early. <laughs> so um, oh, I saw a couple of chats. I was I had something else, but congratulations to Bowie State. They move up in the National Division II rankings. Uh, after clinching the CIAA North, they are now moving up to uh, number eight in this week's D2Football.com top 25 poll season on Monday. I know we get into the to the to, to our polls, Dr. Uh, Dr. Gaville. And Charles, but I, I had to recognize Bowie State because I have to go back to that first game they lost. There were so many people off the cliff. See, I'm losing my earpiece based on that first game. And here they are, eight and one, six and zero, oh, and up number eight uh, in this week's D2 uh, poll. And they've clinched the CIAA. I had to talk Prairie View fans off of. The, the cliff when they lost to Incarnate Word. Be careful of the cliff and watch the data points. Remember, it takes several data points to make a season. So congratulations to Bowie State. Great points made there. And we'll get into poll ranking. Some changes, I'll kind of triple that out of there. There's going to be changes in the mid-major. We'll get to it shortly after this break. But before we get into that, Charles Bishop, anything else that you wanted to share out there? Uh, in terms of the news of the week. Yeah, I want to put this out there. Mead Commissioner, he is to be honored by the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Dr. Dennis Thomas, uh, who is an uh, Alcorn State alumnus and current commissioner of Mead, will be honored by the SWAC. Uh, 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 Dr. Thomas has been selected as a recipient of the 2021 SWAC Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, during his collegiate playing career, uh, Dr. Thomas was a standout offensive lineman at Alcorn, where he was a two-time uh, Pittsburgh Curry All-American, 1972-1973. He was also named the SWAC Offensive Player of the Year. That's a little bit of trivia 
because he won that award over somebody else in 1973. Uh, but he is the first and only offensive lineman to win the award. Thomas was a member of the Braves 1970 SWAT championship team. And of course, his teams won a combined 27-8. Of course, uh, he is uh, in his 20th year as commissioner of the MEAC. So uh, kudos to Dr. Dennis Thomas. But uh, that little trivia question, uh, SWAC Offensive Player of the Year, he beat out uh, somebody that uh, went on to a tremendous uh, Hall of Fame career in the National Football League. Yeah, just a little somebody. <laughs> yeah, a little, some, Payne, little, little somebody named Walter Payne. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Put <laughs> exactly. that out there. Now let's get into this uh, media break. Before we do that, though, weekly honor shout out to Texas Southern's Andrew Body, Southern's Ray Anderson, and Luke Jackson, uh, along with Jackson State Shador Sanders, as they respectively won offensive, defensive, special. Specialist and Newcomer of the Week for their football honors. Uh, shout out to Andrew Body. He also won a national recognition for Offensive Player of the Week. In terms of the MIAC, he had Norfolk State quarterback Jawan Carter continues to get it done, playing well. MIAC Football Offensive Player of the Week presented by Coca-Cola. Norfolk State linebacker Tyler Long was Defensive Player of the Week, while Norfolk State running back J.J. Davis was named Rookie of the Week. Norfolk State Kobe Bird was named Offensive Lineman of the Week. And earning specialist of the week honors was Delaware State's Matt Nall. I like the fact that Miak throws in that offensive line and we can make sure they have some love there. I yeah. certainly could understand that for Dr. Dennis Thomas. I help, hope they continue to do that. That's a nice touch. I don't know if that's something he brought in, if they were doing that before him, but that's pretty cool. With that, let's go to the break. This is Dr. Bill inside HBC Sports Lab. We'll be right back after this break and get into the mid-major and major division poll rankings. We'll see if there's some changes. I can tell you now there's some changes in the mid-major poll ranking. We'll see about the major division. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this quick break. This is Ryan Fulford. A.B. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Press the analytic data with your hip hop If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love that and who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Lavelle with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Professors in the building, man, I don't know what we're going to do with these office hours because they acted <laughs> up in the lab today. I love it, though. Keep the comments coming. Good stuff, good stuff. It should be entertaining, but it is time of that year. When you get the fakers from the shakers, we're going to see who's moving. Let's look at the poll rankings. We do have changes at the top. Let's get into uh, the mid-major division poll rankings for week number nine. That's Dr. Bill's 2021 HBCU mid-major division football poll rankings. Let's see where we got here. 
I can tell you we will have a new number one. Falling out the polls this week, though, is Fort Valley State Wildcats, five and four, three and two. They got beat up by Savannah State that made a statement. And so took a little luster off of the classic there, if you would, for Fort Valley State and Albany State. Obviously, still will be a lot of just good old-fashioned uh, winner-take-all spoils, but not in terms of the Eastern Division as Albany State has locked it up. Top 10, Kentucky State Thoroughbreds, 5-4, 3-2, 12 points. They were not ranked last week. They jumped back after the poll after a couple of weeks' absence. Uh, they will set up what will be big-time matchups. As you have number nine, Miles Golden Bears, 5-4. and four. They stay at number nine with 19 points. The winner of those two prospective games, Kentucky State, in terms of Central State, they win. That means Miles Golden Bears would have to win over Tuskegee. If they win, they do have the tiebreaker against Kentucky State. They would get it there. They could mm. get in a three-way tie, and it might get a little more interesting, but not so fast because Miles also has the tiebreaker over the lane. Miles wins. They're in the championship game. If they don't, then it may get a little more interesting. And number eight, Virginia Union Panthers, five and four, 22 points. They move up three spots as they bounce back with a big win this past weekend. And number seven, Lane Dragons, steady this year, six and three, three and two, 31 points. Uh, they move up one spot for number eight. Finishing out the bottom five programs of the top 10 is number six, Shaw Bears out of CIAA, six and three, five and one, solid season. Not quite enough as they couldn't get it earlier this season against Fayetteville State. Fayetteville State, as they are in the top five, they have locked up championship bid. You'll hear that refrain as several programs have locked it up and will prepare for play for conference championships next weekend. Shaw Bears has 53 points. Let's get in the top five of the rankings. At number five, Savannah State Tigers, 72-5-1. They got the win, so they stay at number five. At number four, yes, things are changing. Langston mm. Lions, they had a devastating loss, 7-1, 6-1. They were previously only undefeated. Yeah. Right in terms of football, no longer. They went into Louisiana and lost a game. They have a big matchup this week, though, still in terms of controlling the vision. They got to get it done uh, in terms of next week. We'll talk about that a little later in the week. Uh, but they moved down for number one, bringing us to number three, they State Broncos, 71, 6 and 0, 79 points. Cruz ranked four, bringing us number two. Albany State Golden Rams sitting at 8 and 1, 5 and 0, three first place votes, 81 points. They move up a spot, bringing us to the new number one. Shouldn't surprise a lot of people. Some people had them number one. They're all up over the top 10 rankings in the national polls at the Division II level, along with Albany State, are setting up if they can win out to make sure that they have a first round home game, and maybe even some buys. But let me get to it. The Bowie State Bulldogs land atop the poll rankings as the new number one program, 8-1, and 6-1, their conference race, seven first-place votes, 94 points. They get it done. That means next week both teams win. You're talking about a top three matchup, one versus three, that have done it several times before. Will anything change? We'll get a chance to talk about that a little more next week. But at this point, I want to ask the professors in the room, what do they think about the mid-major poll rankings, the changing of the guard in terms of group number one? Maybe it's obvious, maybe it's not. Let me start with you. Professor Washington, what do you think about the top 10 mid-major poll rankings in week number nine? 
Well, let me just say, Fayetteville is doing that, that normal thing. Mm. They, <laughs> uh, that's the, the only concern I have, Dr. Gaville, is that's that typical pattern. They win, they win that side of the house and they get to the championship <laughs> game. What, what's the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over? Over and over and over, and over, over again. Over. Yeah. So, so other than that, I don't I, I do agree they played well, but because they play in that part of the division, and if you look at overall statistically, they're still like three and four across the board. Um, that's the one I think I would rate Fayetteville a little bit lower, but other than that, your poll as well. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Bowie State, they are who they, they are, who we thought they are. Tempo. So they are Do you agree? We, and I'm gonna ask you this as well, Charles, but I'll start with you, Mike, on this before I come to you, Charles, and get your whole opinion. But I want you to put this in there. Do you agree where Langston failed to at number four? Um, I was the biggest Langston, I think, but I don't know if they should have failed a number four. Yeah. I don't know if they should. And trust me, I was, I was, the, biggest, I was the biggest Langston critic, but they yeah. showed me something um, and, and they've, they, they're bouncing back. I don't think, I don't think it's fair for them to fall all the way to four. Charles? Yeah. I, I, on over? Good point, Mike. I'm glad that you shared that opinion. It's not that I have to bring it out of you. You always do. But with that being said, I do want to know what Charles, Professor Bishop, thinks of the top five, as well as that question. Do you agree how far Langston fell? I was surprised Langston fell that far. I was uh, yeah. really slotting them probably around three somewhere, but uh, for them to uh, fall one spot uh, further, that 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 surprised Lost Louisiana College. That really kind of shocked me. But, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Bowie State and Payetteville State, I think this is what the third year in a row they're going to meet uh, yeah. uh, for the CIAA supremacy. Uh, but Bowie State is just dominant. I mean, I, when I went back and looked at the stats, <laughs> over 350 yards rushing this past week, and we know Bowie State to throw the ball. So it's like, wow. You know, now uh, Kari Lane, that's the question for Fayetteville State. Can he have that type of game that he uh, where he uh, goes off? Can he, can he do that against uh, the elite? Can he do that against Bowie State? So I'm going to be uh, purposefully watching that uh, Bowie State Fayetteville State matchup whenever they get together. That's going to be fun. So. Yeah, that that'll be interesting. That'll be that'll be a major data point. Yes, indeed. I, I believe all the fakers are shaking out now. I think all absolutely. We got all the, the real contenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah, in the, the top ten. Yeah. yeah, you know who's the, there. It's solid. Now it's just jockeying to see who can be crowned. Yeah. I would yeah, love yeah. the fact that somehow Albany State and Bowie State. Uh, made it into the playoffs and played in the quarterfinal area to see who goes to um, the next round. Um, boy, you talk about uh, magic in both ways to see them play with each other. Good comments out there. I know you guys have the Rams two behind Bowie State. No, not so fast. They're right there. One and two. Albany State got the love. Yeah. Yep. Said, Come on, Langston. They got a chance to back uh, bounce back. Great point. Yep. That is Thaddeus, Reed, and Lorenzo Phillips – talking about Eric Evans, they agree with you should be number three in terms of what that looks like in the poll rankings. So Dwight Moore as well yeah, talks about Dwight Moore. That dramatic to be the latest one to the loss. And no, no, one no, to four. Yeah, good no point. Yeah, good point, Dwight. Uh, that's my point exactly. 
Let's see about the top major division poll rankings. Some changes here, not too much. You do have some teams dropping out. The bottom teams are a little more in flux, not so much at the top five areas, but we do have a new team in the top five, so check this out. Falling out this week was Alabama State Hornets, three and four, two and three. Not only did it cost them a spot in the top ten, but it cost Dr. Hill Eagley his job at Alabama State. Ground the State Tigers, three and five, two and three. Tough road lost to FAMU. Uh, FAMU certainly made a statement in terms of holding them out of the end zone, literally, in more than one way. And number 10, Delaware State Hornets, quietly, four and four on the season, one and one. This is a team that Bowie State, yeah, Division II FCS, but many people thought they would get it done in terms of the Bulldogs, not so fast. They did have six turnovers in that game as we go back in, but that win by Delaware State is looking a little more solid, and they're four and four, uh, tough losses playing, good football, uh, but kudos to see Delaware State taking the next step and making that program relevant. 20 points, bring us the number nine, Southern Jaguars top 10 program. They jumped back in after a big win over Auburn State, taking down a time, a top five program in the poll rankings. They were at home, and they get another major chance this week of taking on another top five program. Boy, Southern Jaguars, what a season. It should be interesting. This is after they lost to the top five program. You're talking about three consecutive weeks, not to mention they have Jackson State coming up. <laughs> so it doesn't get any easier for Southern Jaguars. If they find a way to get it done, they should probably be a top five program. We should mm, see if that mm. makes sense. At number eight, Southern South Carolina State Bulldogs, four and four, three and oh. We tried to bury them. They're doing what a lot of us said. Once they got in the conference race, they become a regular. But the games are closer than many people thought. But they're doing what they have to do at this point. They're winning. They have moved up one spot, 30 uh, points in the poll. It brings to number seven, Alabama A&M Bulldogs, four and three. They bounced back after three state losses. Two of the losses for, are, again, top five programs, top three programs to be exact. So the one that really stubbed their toe is that loss to Bramlin. That is not ranked in the poll rankings. We'll see what that means the rest of the season. At number six, Alcorn State Braves. They fall out of the top five, but they don't fall at four. Five and three, four and one, 54 points. They do go on the road this week, so it'll be interesting to see do they have the ability to bounce back. They play at Bethune-Cookman early kickoff. Will that affect them as they get off the plane the day before? At number five, Tennessee State Tigers. They lost that game to Grambling early in the season. Uh, got beat up by Jackson State, but now that win Jackson State over Tennessee State looks that much more solid because yeah. Jackson Tennessee State has won three straight games, five and three, three and four, 62 points. They move up a spot and are now in the top five program. And number four, Norfolk State Spartans winning six in a row, six and two, two and oh in the conference race. They've been winning, putting up a lot of points, but some question maybe on the defensive side, 74 points, but they stay at number four. Bring us to number three, Florida A&M Rattlers, 6-2-4-1. We know about the defense, but they were able to put up some offensive points this week. 89 points, remain at number three. Bringing us to Prairie View, they had a bye this week. Prairie View and Panthers, 6-1, 5-0, six first place votes. 110 points, remaining at number two. They have homecoming this week against Alabama State. New coach, we'll see what that makes of that matchup as they may be looking ahead to Alcorn State. The matchup, the seems that will decide the West. We'll see if that really comes to fruition this week, though. They have Alabama State. At number one, Jackson State Tigers, 7-1, 4-5-0, 7 first place votes, 113. 
it became a rivalry game in Mississippi down in the Delta. It got close, 21 to 19, but Jackson State does what they do this year at least, and they find a way to close out games and get the W, and they did just that. As such, they stay at number one. That's five straight weeks at number one. Can they hold on to it as they get in prepared to close out the Eastern Division, potentially play for a championship, but they got that old rivalry game, Southern rivalry game against Alcorn. They happen to be teams in the West Division now, but that'll be interesting to see how they close out the season. They do it in right fashion. They will play for a conference championship. Let me go to you, Charles Bishop. What do you think in terms of the major division top 10 poll rankings in week number nine? Yeah, I'm going to look at the, the top five, all very solid teams, uh, especially Tennessee State. Uh, they have really had a, a bounce back because it wasn't really particularly expecting uh, this Tennessee State to show up, but they are the number one defense in the OVC. And I know Grandma fans are sitting around looking like, where was this Jeremy Hickbottom at, at Grandma? Uh, this Jeremy Hickbottom is making plays, uh, and, and he's not turning the ball over. He's protecting the football. Uh, Tennessee State has really righted the ship, and they are really, uh, although it, you know it's, it's a little bit of a watered-down OBC this year, but Tennessee State is, is making plays and doing what they need to do. Uh, tough one coming up against UT Martin this upcoming week. Uh, but when you take a look, at, uh, I, I have to give kudos to Vince Dance and his Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils. Tremendous job in terms of uh, playing Jackson State this past week. Uh, defensively, uh, you know, they were game. They, they just didn't have the horses, I guess, to run with Jackson State uh, because uh, Jackson State just has that unique ability to go from 8 to 10 whenever they really need to. Whenever they need to make a play, they find playmakers week in, week out, whether it's Malachi Wyman, whether it's Trevante Rucker, uh, but they have playmakers on that offensive side of the ball. It's just a matter of getting the ball to them. But I have to say this. Valley did a great job. They turned Jackson State over uh, a couple of times. Shador Sanders' is only two-pick game this season. Uh, so that, that was a tremendous job uh, for Mississippi Valley State. But uh, when you take a look from one to five, all very good teams. It should be a truly a November to remember as we get going to this SWAC championship. Points well made. Professor Washington, what do you say, Mike? Yeah, I got a few problems with this one. So um, great effort. We, we, here's what we know now. We know that Tennessee State, Tennessee State is back in the football business. We know that. <clears throat> they're, number two, they're number two in the OBC. Jeremy Hickbottom is back in the QB business. Guess who's number two in the OBC in passing? Guess who's mm-hmm. number two in passing efficiency? Where I'm agreeing with CB. Where was this Hickbottom? Uh, oh, by the way, who's number three in rushing? Uh, Devin Starling. So, yeah. Yes. So, man, you could make an argument that Tennessee State, based on their schedule and who they played, I wonder if Norfolk State played that same schedule, would they fare as well? They could be, they could jump ahead of Norfolk State. You can make that argument. I, I agree with kind of where it's at, but I think Tennessee State is kind of up there. Now that they've shown that they're in the, the, the football business. The other thing is, did Southern may have lost to Prairie View, but didn't Southern beat Alcorn State? That was a hell of a win. Hell of a yes. win. So, yes. Yeah. So, so by my judgment, Southern is number nine, but Alcorn is still up there at number six. Should be, should be more of a difference. I would have looked at it. I always look at head-to-head matchup. And, w- and when you beat a team like Alcorn, like that, that was a great game. I think that should uh, account for more in Southern – Southern's ranking as number nine. They, uh, you got to admit, 
somebody in the chat line made a difference. You know, he, he made the comment that if you look at defense, Jackson State hasn't allowed anybody to get more than 15. They're averaging their uh, opponents at, what, 15 points a game, something like that. And, and Prairie View is only right behind there. And um, you got to look at Alcorn is a little bit further below there in the meatpacking order. So, um, <laughs> so, so I, I got to, I got to, I, I question that Southern being that far behind the Alcorn State. But, and I wonder. So if, let me ask you this, jump in here and ask you this before we take this break. How far up do you move Southern and how far down do you move Alcorn State? Let's get to the points. All right. Well, so I, I think you move Alcorn State down at least one slot. You move Southern up. They should be nick and neck at, at a minimum. You should have maybe. So you have Southern at six and Alcorn ah! at seven. No, 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 no. Okay. You have okay. Alcorn no, no. at seven. I mean, you have Southern at seven, Alcorn at eight. No, I'm not saying to move Alcorn back that, that far. I'm saying maybe Alcorn, you move Tennessee State up. Move Norfolk State down, even though they're performing okay. well. All right, five four, yeah. you're flipping it. But yeah. your argument was with Southern. I want to yeah. know Alcorn. Where are you moving in now? You saying they too low where they should be closer? What you doing? Give me down. You I think I, I think they move. I think for sure they move above South Carolina State and above Alabama. So they're at least seven. All right. So where do you take Alcorn to? Um, Alcorn could stay straight. And let, okay. and, but close so you have, Delta. You have all point in six and Southern in seven because Southern had to win over all. Correct. Gotcha. They had right. to we'll be right back after this break and we'll get into some of the matchups coming up this week. I don't know if I agree with Mike. I think he's bumped his head, but I wanted to make sure we had it on record. So the rest of the lab. Well, get, it, get, get it on then, record. Get it teach, on record. Teach Mike a lesson. The professor, professor head, head to head is very power. important. Call me about Mike's comments. And let us know your thoughts on that. Head, we want head. to hear what you had to say. Make sure you call and, and give them an update. That number is 678-459-4236. 678-459-4236. Leave a message and let Mike know what your th- thoughts are. <laughs> With that, we'll be right back. Bring but it. Leave me and ask a question about the poll. We'll get it in and I'll make sure I answer it during the office hour next week as we get into it. Just prepping and getting your thoughts out there. We'll be right back after this quick break. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique to spice up your closet with trendy, unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Melvin Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvetboutique.com. That's www.melvetboutique.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique.
Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love love and who the boss. So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab with the professors. Professor Washington, Professor Bishop. Let's get into these mid-major games of the week. We're going to CIAA. We're going to go to a top 10 matchup. It is a rivalry. Virginia State Panthers, three and five, three and three overall at number 10, Virginia Union Panthers, five and four overall, four and two in the conference race. No divisional alignments up. We already told you Bowie State ranked it. Locked it down for the North, Fayetteville State locked it down for the South. So that's done. But SIAC, we have Tuskegee Golden Tigers, three and six, two and three. At number nine, Miles Golden Bears, five and four, three and oh. If they win that, and I said they, that is Miles Golden Bears, they'll represent the West in terms of SIAC against Albany State that is locked down. But then you have for, for Kentucky Alumni Study SIAC matchup with Central State Matadors, one and eight, oh and five at number 10, Kentucky State Thoroughbreds. Five and four and three and two. If the Miles Golden Bears slip, Kentucky State wins. They get the bid to play for a SIAC championship. Starting with you, Mike, what are your thoughts on these matchups uh, this upcoming weekend? Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go with Miles uh, on this matchup. Um, I think they 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 played, you know, well enough. To, uh, I guess you know to this point. Um, to be consistency with both teams has been a my concern with my uh, with with Lane and and specific. I'm sorry, Tuskegee specifically. I mean, if you look at some of their losses, um, right. you know, and their margin of losses and how they fluctuated. You know, they dropped one to Kentucky State. You know, by seven, they dropped one to Lane uh, by you know four points, and uh, and these were home games. And so at least Miles has been able to at least have a home field advantage. So I'm not sure where this game is played, but Miles appears to be the stronger team in this, in this, in this particular contest. And I think it's Miles, in Fairfield, Alabama, Albert J. Sloan alumni stadium, which is home of the golden Bears. Yeah. Golden bears. Yep. So I, I still have, I still roll with miles on, on this one. Charles in terms of Richmond, Virginia or Frankfort, Kentucky can, can Kentucky State make it interesting? Are they going to be hoping that Miles get, has the, the loss? Obviously, they play at 12 while Miles play in one, so they will be deep at the end of the game. They'll get to catch the end of uh, that matchup in terms of if they put it to bed for themselves. Then you have just the old rivalry matchup, Virginia State, uh, Virginia Union. What are your thoughts on any of these matchups? Yeah, Kentucky State can make it interesting because they average over 300 yards per game rushing the football so they can beat you up if need be uh but i i uh it should be uh interesting one uh watching kentucky state but uh going back to miles and tuskegee uh i expect for miles to get this win the question for me is uh can miles get that running game up and going this past week dante Edwards, nice game on the ground uh, 113 yards but can lewis williams can he be special he threw for over 300 yards this past week for tuskegee so it's an interesting matchup but i like miles at home and i just don't think anybody can guard charles hall virginia union so i'm expecting virginia union to get the w over virginia state good points good points made there uh eric evans jumps in here ASU and he's talking about Albany State. Albany is Albany. Like, like to make sure that we know with lowercase 
Miles, most likely, as he said, SIAC championship. I think he's saying that the Golden Rams will get it done. I like that. Yeah. LaShawn Harris says he agrees. She agrees with you, Mike. Allcorn number six, ASU number seven. Wow. Yeah. Thaddeus Reed is in here. He's getting into some great topics. Meak should join the swag. <laughs> Meak is not going <laughs> to like to hear about that. Wendy Jenkins Bishop shouting out to Kate, saying hi, Sarah. I love that. I love that. That's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thoughts there. Yeah, that, With that that's, being said, we're going to take our last break uh, inside ACT Sports Lab with Professor Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. We'll get into this last break. Back and look at the major division. Before we do this, I'm just going to shout it out again. I'm excited. I want to know what you're thinking. Ask your questions. This is the Dean's Office Hours. We'll start this next week, but you can start calling in now. We have a chance to play some over the week, see what your questions are, see if we can get these answers. Get a dedicated time next week where you can call in and interact even more just by posting throughout the show. That number that you can call in and leave a message is 678-459-4236. That's 678-459-4236. You can call anytime, leave a message. We'll have a number for you to call on to the show as we get into the office hours and see if you have some questions uh, for the Dean in terms of HBCU sports outlooks, give me a chance to even be more active than you are doing the show. Cause we love the lab lecture and the list that you're getting it done. Stick with us. We'll be right back as we enter into the fourth quarter. This is inside HBCU sports lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Stick with us as we get into the major division matchups, MEAC and SWAC. Let's see what's going on now. It's getting good. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service with Slowburn. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. It's more than a mobile lounge, it's an environment and an experience rich in history luxury and personality an elegant extension of any celebration occasion it's the perfect escape and meeting place a space where you can relax or enjoy a shared passion have slow burn plan your next big event or before you are planning to celebrate your win over your athletic rival you can shop our collections at www.slowburnwaco.com but if they want to tap, I'm going to do the dab, yeah. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love that, and who the ball, So listen to Professor Yesler and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. Yes, you're into the lesson. We're going to get a lesson today, and the lesson is going to go to the major division. And we're going to start with the MEAC major division game of the week. It is a matchup featuring number four, Norfolk State Spartans, 6-2, and 2-0 two, two and oh in the conference race. At, they're on the road. They're at 
North Carolina Central's Eagles, three and five, one and one. They had a tight matchup against South Carolina State that I say of the Eagles couldn't get it done. This is in Durham, North Carolina. Old Kelly Riddick Stadium, homecoming. Let me say that again. Homecoming or will it be a homegoing? November 6th at 1 o'clock on ESPN3. Interesting matchup with Norfolk State continue to march on to what they believe is their destination against South Carolina State with the opportunity to make it to the Celebration Bowl in Atlanta. Coach Odoms thinks that way, and he wants a piece of the swag from a MEAC perspective. Or does he really want that? I will say that much. Let's get into it. Let's go with Charles Bishop. He got some little thoughts on this. He's not too happy with this matchup, or is he? Professor no, Bishop, what do you say? I think it's just too much Jawan Pudi Carter. He is the most, the most dynamic player, I think, in the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference. I think it'll be a <laughs> little bit too much. Air Spartans. Air Spartans will take out North Carolina Central this weekend. Pudi Carter has passed week 368 yards passing, three touchdowns. He's dynamic. He can get it done, not only with his arm, but with his legs, too. I, I just think the Spartans are a little bit too much. We're not going to see anything shake in the MEAC until it's Norfolk State, South Carolina State for me. Ooh, a lot of comments there. He's ex- saying it's Norfolk State Spartans. Air Spartans, as he said, they're going to get it done with Mr. Carter. All everything Carter. He is looking good, though. I must say he's playing well. With that being said, Professor Washington, what are your thoughts of this MEAC division game of the week? Number four, Norfolk State Spartans facing up against North Carolina Central's. It is their homecoming. Or do you say that, as Charles said, this is actually just going to be another home going. Hashtag protect your home. <laughs> oh, no, I think I think Spartans going to roll with it, baby. Uh, now they're, they're, lead, they're leading the, the, the MEAC in total offense, 35. The next closest team is, I think, South Carolina State at about 24. Uh, points per game so their offense is rolling their defense is also equally ranked so I, I ju, uh, was it Juju Carter um, I think uh, Alex Hines put it best he's he's flying under the radar so I got to roll with them Spartans on this one yeah Jeff Robinson's North Carolina Central does not have enough to hang with Norfolk yeah. State I think you have a point they're a tight one he says no. he likes North Carolina Central, and that is Eric Evans. He's calling for the upset. Top five program goes down, according to Eric Evans. Most Ooh. people said not so fast. Whoa. I did want okay. to get back and Stephen Gaither says that uh, when we were talking about Miles, he wanted to make sure people pointed out that two of their losses are to the FCS programs, yeah. and they come out of the SWAC, which is Alabama State yeah. and Southern. Speaking of Southern, we have another game that features Southern. I don't know if we'll get enough of this, but depending on what they do in this matchup, it might get interesting again next week. We'll see what that means. We're back on the block. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, A.W. Mumford Stadium, which oh. was the site of a shocker as they knocked off one state out of the top five rankings and out of the undefeated race in the conference thing and sent them down the chimney and finally exercised some demons of, oh, what is it, eight in a row, nine in a row? Yeah. For the Braves down there, but this yep. features a top 10 matchup. We have now, which used to be a big intra-conference matchup, because the conference matchup, interdivisional matchup, interdivisional matchup between number three for the A&M Rally, 6-2-4-1, and, 
At number nine, Southern Jaguars, four and four, three and two. Rattlers are still chasing Jackson State, hoping something goes down there or a playoff bid. To do all that, they need to keep winning. You have Southern Jaguars that would no, none, like none other can knock off another top five ranked program in the Rattlers. Arch enemy there is. If you're talking about Carlos Brown, he'll tell you he can't stand those colors. But they will be in the house next week, so it'll be interesting. Four and four for the Jaguars, three and two. As I said, let me start with you, Professor Bitchin. What are your thoughts in terms of this top ten matchup in the SWAT this week? Well, first and foremost, can somebody in the chat line confirm that the March 100 will make the trip to Baton Rouge this weekend? Because I, I, I got that for March of Sport. I got the jukebox versus the March 100. That, that was, yeah, <laughs> I was exactly. I will say this, Charles. Right. I agree with you. They cheated <laughs> out on another trip to Alabama and the Bulldogs. They got away with it and got that job done. They were yeah. mad because Gramlin didn't make it down there this past weekend. They did give credit to Courtney Gauthier. It was not Gramlin's fault. It was a death. Uh, that we want to say condolences to uh, that program as well in terms of what happened in the marching sport. But now they have a chance to go on the road themselves. And the football program certainly could use that additional support. Will the marching 100 get on the road? If not, I'm not sure they can stay number one in what we call the marching sport. We'll see that on Thursday to see if they stay there this week. But certainly next week will be questionable. But with that Instead, let's get on the field. What are your thoughts in terms of the Rattlers versus the Jaguars on the field? It should be a very interesting matchup because you have the number one rushing offense in the SWAT uh, with Southern averaging 217 yards per game. And I tell you what, they can give you some issues running the ball. When you're talking about Kobe Dillon, uh, Devin Ben, uh, uh, Craig Nelson, uh, each of those guys can go for 50, 60 yards and just they can wear you down. But this is the number two defense in the Southwestern Athletic Conference, will they pack their rushing game? Uh, it's interesting. Once we get to November, you know, you, you start getting some of these really good matchups. Very interesting data point last week. Mississippi Valley State was the first team to rush for over 100 yards last week against Jackson State. It'll be interesting to see can Southern in some manner get that done this week against FAMU. But I have to go with FAMU until I see otherwise – Southern has been shooting themselves in the foot uh, and, and uh, with some uh, turnovers and things of that nature. They can't do that this weekend with Florida AM and that's suffocating defense. So defense wins championships. I got to go with the Florida AM Rattlers on this one. Interesting. Before I go to you, Professor Washington, that's why I love the lab lectures. They'll let you know they have insight in a lot of the news, especially when they decide to stop punching everybody and getting to it and letting you know. They say, don't nobody want to hear the Grandma fans. Oh, oh, wow. But the orange. Phillips says the orange and green symphony <laughs> is done. So that's interesting. The Holly says rumors of State band coming to the hill. That becomes really fascinating. So in terms of what's going on in the field, though, we'll talk a little bit about marching sport on Thursday. I will give my latest band rankings. There are some changes. There were some head-to-head matches. So we'll see what place. With that being said, Professor Washington, what are your thoughts in terms of the SWAC matchup? Top 10, number three, FAMU Rattlers at number nine, Southern Jaguars. Glad you asked. Glad you asked. First, I want to see the Marching 100 come because I don't think they should be number one in your band poll, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) (laughs) So so anyway, that's another discussion. Uh, But here's their chance to go head to head. I'm like Antonio Tarver. 
uh, against Roy Jones. Well, hey, what, what's your excuse now, Roy? So anyway, mm. Mm. so, so uh, CB brought up some good points. Uh, Southern number one rushing offense, but Jack uh, Florida A&M is number two holding opponents to 102 yards. So whose will will be better? Will Southern yeah. get 217 yards or will FAMU hold them to that 100 yard uh, per game average that they've held opponents all year? Second thing, passing. Who's good against the passing? Number one, Florida A&M holding opponents to 155. So that passing is not Southern's forte, at least to this point. If they reduce, if they're able to stop the run and make them somewhat one-dimensional and they have to revert to the pass. Isaiah Lane. Exactly. He's coming. He's coming. So, so defense wins championship, but defense also travels. So I have to go with Florida A&M on this one, on the road. Plus that band performance. I want to see that one. <laughs> Boy, you tell the guys break it down today. I love it. It's been fun, but we have to bid it adieu. With that being said, one last time, check us out. Give us a message. Give a call uh, to 678-459-4236. The Dean's office hours are now open. We will take your personal questions next week as we get into it. Uh, you will be able to call into the show, but you can leave messages now in terms of your questions, comments, and thoughts, 678-459-4236. You can either leave them for me, or you can leave these two gentlemen some of your thoughts. That is Professor Bishop, Professor Washington. I'll be in the mood to make sure I answer it. Great show today. I appreciate you all jumping in here and getting it done for us. Great comments, great interaction. We look forward to Thursday. We'll get in a little more of the SWAC matchups, some other ones that are out there. We'll get into some of the independent games that we can, some classic matchups be going on this week as well. So we'll get into all that on Thursday, as well as the marching, well, marching sport, HBCU marching sport, I should say. Paul Rankins will let you know what's going on there. But with that being said, I want to say thank you. Thank you for the listeners uh, inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast, our streaming platforms to your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Yada Kaville, the Dean of HBCU Sports coming from inside the lab in the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. We hope you enjoyed this show. We want to thank you again for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday, as you know, right here. We'll be back on Thursday, 6 p.m. sharp, Central Standard Time. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. That's D-R-K-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's D-R-K-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. K-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Make sure you join and subscribe to the app. Download my JVN, my VCSN, the app. Get it. We also have the watch party. You can check out a lot of games on Saturday. Oftentimes, I'll come in there and guess with Brian and give you some breakdowns and allow you to watch what's going on with some highlights. Check out the watch party as long as the other shows on my VCSN. Uh, we'll get you there, the pregame 1876 Sports and Culture podcast that talks about all the insides you need to know of those programs. Inside HBC Sports Lab 1, that's on Twitter. Check us out. We'll keep you updated on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. That's Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Green Big will continue to move forward. We'll talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. Mike? Lecture. Dismissed.